Lekutah Sichis, Volume 16, The Fifth Sicha for Yisro. Title, Two as One. The Ten Commandments are listed twice in the Torah. Once in Exodus, Chapter 20, telling it as it is happening. And the second time is in Deuteronomy, in Chapter 5, as Moses is retelling the event before his passing. However, in the Fourth Commandment, we find a discrepancy between the two. In Exodus, it states, remember the Shabbat, while in Deuteronomy, it states, heed the Shabbat. Our sages, the Medrash called Mechilta, give two teachings on this conundrum. One, remember and heed were both stated in one pronouncement. Its profaneness shall be put to death and on the Shabbat day, two yearling lambs offerings were both stated in one pronouncement. The verse, the nakedness of your brother's wife and the verse, her yavam shall come upon her were both stated in one pronouncement. The verse, you shall not wear shotness, wool and linen together and the verse, fringes, tzitzit, shall you make for yourself were both stated in one pronouncement something beyond the powers of a human being to say. As it is written in Psalms, one thing has God spoken, these two have I heard. And as the verse in Jeremiah states, is my word not like fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer shattering rock. That is the first teaching of the Mechilta. Now, what this teaching means is that being that the two verses in each instance are contradicting themselves, hence God is telling us that the first verse excludes the case of the second. Let's look at the three cases. Its profaneness shall be put to death means that one would not be able to slaughter and place on the fire upon the altar a sacrifice. Hence, God in the same pronouncement said, and on the Shabbat day, sacrifice two yearling lambs. So too in the next case, the nakedness of your brother's wife means that one would not be able to marry his brother's wife even if his brother had died childless. Hence, God said in the same pronouncement that her yavam, that means the lavir, his, her brother-in-law, when her, her deceased husband had no kids, shall come upon her. So too in the third case, the verse, you shall not wear shotness, wool and linen together, means that one would not be able to wear tzitzit, which could be made of shotness of wool and linen together. Hence, together with that in one pronouncement, God said, fringes, meaning tzitzit, shall, be ma- shall you make for yourself. Now, I just want to point out that these three cases, you see directly that there's an exclusion in the second verse. Now, between remember and heed, you don't have there to be a contradiction. Rather, what's going on here is that there's a dichotic approach to Shabbat in which remember is the positive precept of making a Shabbat holy, while heed Shabbat is the prohibition precept of not desecrating Shabbat. And we will see what the Sikha says about this. Now, let's go to the second teaching of the Mechilta on this same concept of remember and heed. Remember it beforehand and heed it afterwards. Hence the rule we are to add from the mundane to the holy as a wolf tears both what is before him and what is behind him. 
And what that means is that we should start Shabbat earlier than the precise time and finish it after later than the precise time. Now, what is the connection between these two teachings of the Mechilta being that both are on the same words of remember and heed? And in order to understand this, we will have to first understand the law of the second teaching. We are to add from the mundane to the holy, which means to start Shabbat earlier and to end Shabbat later than its exact times. Now, the Mechilta, in learning this law specifically from the verse, remember slash heed the Shabbat, emphasizes that it is primarily a law of Shabbat. However, the Talmud teaches us, I quote, wherever there is the mitzvah of resting, whether it be Shabbat, Yom Kippur, or festival, one adds from the profane to the sacred, extending the sacred time at both ends. No, and the Mechilta being specifically a homiletic book of law isn't just creating a scriptural leaning post for the adding on, but is rather ruling that from this specific verse, the remember slash heed, the Shabbat, there is a biblical obligation to add from the mundane to the holy. Now, the difference between the Mechilta and the Talmud is not an issue of law. They all agree that you have to have the add-ons for all three, Shabbat, Yom Kippur, and festivals, but rather of from which verse the law is learned. The Talmud has the law of all three, Shabbat, Yom Kippur, and festivals, learned from the same verse. Parenthetically speaking, Rabbi Akiva extrapolates the law to add from the mundane to the holy concerning the sabbatical year from the verse, in plowing and in harvest you shall rest, from which the Talmud extrapolates the same for Shabbat, Yom Kippur, and the festivals. So they learn it all from the very same verse. While the Mechilta sees something unique, hence learning from a different verse about the adding on of Shabbat, which isn't in the adding on of Yom Kippur and other festivals. Hence, Yom Kippur and other festivals are learned from the same verse from the Talmud. While the Mechilta has specifically the unique add-on of Shabbos learned from the verse to remember slash heed the Shabbat. And the Mechilta expresses this uniqueness of Shabbat, the add-on, with stating, quote, as a wolf tears both what is before him and what is behind him. Okay, what's the explanation? The law of to add on from the mundane to the holy can manifest itself in one of three ways. One, the person must accept upon him the add-on, and if he doesn't, then he may do work until the proper starting of Shabbat. Two, the person must accept upon himself the add-on, but even if he doesn't, he may not do work in the add-on time of Shabbat. For ultimately, the Torah is mandating the add-on, only that the Torah obligates the person to accept it upon himself. So, in way number one and way number two, they're both within the same category that the person must accept. Then there's a third way, which is a total different con- category, the object Shabbat of itself, quote, tears both what is before him and what is behind him, end quote, spreading its holiness into the add-on. 
Now, the Talmud sees the law of the add-on as an obligation of the person that he add on the rest of Shabbat and Yom Kippur and of the hot festivals. While the Mechilta agrees with this concerning Yom Kippur and festivals, nevertheless, the Mechilta sees the add-on of Shabbat unique in that it isn't about the person, rather about the object Shabbos of itself that makes it add on, become part and parcel with the Shabbat itself as a wolf, i.e. Shabbat, tears both what is before him and what is behind him. Hence, the Mechilta is learning the add-on of Shabbat from the verse, remember slash heed the Shabbat, in which remember and heed were both stated in one pronouncement, teaching us that even though remember is the positive precept of Shabbat and heed is the prohibition precept of Shabbat, nevertheless, were both stated in one pronouncement in which the two are of the one object Shabbat. So to concerning Shabbat's add-on, the add-on is but of the one object Shabbat. Now, the reason why the Mechilta sees the add-on of the festivals as an obligation of the person, while the add-on of Shabbat as the object Shabbos of itself, is because the sanctification of the festival needs, I quote to you the verses from Leviticus, quote, which you shall proclaim, the person has to proclaim, as called sacred. Now, the sanctity of Shabbat, I quote to you from the book of Exodus, is sacred. And what does the Talmud say about that? Shabbat is already sanctified from the six days of creation, not by the person. Hence, it's the object Shabbat of itself that creates the sanctity of Shabbat. And with this, the teach, that the teaching of remember it beforehand and heed it afterwards is in essence about the add-on being of the one object, Shabbos of itself. We will understand the connection between the two teachings of the Mechilta on the words remember slash heed the Shabbat. All the dichotic verses that were both stated in one pronouncement listed in the first teaching of the Chilta are likewise about being of the one object, meaning that were both stated in one pronouncement that in the very prohibition precept, now let's look, list all three, it's profane it shall be put to death, the nakedness of your brother's wife, and you shall not wear shotness one limb together, all those three cases, the prohibition precept itself has a condition and hence is one with the prohibition precept, the positive precept. That means the positive precept is a condition within the prohibition precept itself. So therefore, the positive precept of and on the Shabbat day sacrifice two yearling lambs is of the of the prohibition precept that it's profane that shall be put to death. And the verse, the positive precept of and her yaban, her brother-in-law shall come upon her, is, it is a condition within the very prohibition that one may not lie with their brother's wife. And the positive, the positive precept of fringes, tzitzit, you shall make for yourself, is a condition within the prohibition that you may not wear shotness, wool, and linen together. In other words, when doing the positive precept, one is not pushing away or overruling the prohibition precept, 
But rather in these cases listed in the Mechilta, doing the positive precept is an observance of the prohibition precept. For in these cases, these three cases, they were both stated in one pronouncement made of the one object. For example, when we do the quote on the Shabbat day sacrifice two yearling lambs, end quote, we are actually fulfilling the quote, its profaners shall be put to death, end quote, meaning that we are not profaning the Shabbat. We're fulfilling the commandment of not profaning Shabbat. In deeper words, what we are being taught here is that the positive precept and the prohibition precept are one. And this is why the Mechilta then goes on to speak of the second teaching, telling us that, that the sanctity of Shabbat and of the Adon are one sanctity of Shabbat. And he explains this with the just as the wolf whose eating is that form of tears at, and hence it tears at that which is before it and after it as well, so too the sanctity of Shabbat tears at in eating the mundanity of the day, and therefore it tears at before it and after it as well. Now, the Tzemach Tzedek, the third Lubavitch Rebbe of Nachman of Lubavitch, connects this Mechilta's teaching of as a wolf tears both what is before it and what is behind it, together with another verse of Jacob's blessing in which he says, Benjamin is as a wolf. He will pray, P-R-E-Y, pray. In the morning he will devour plunder and in the evening he will divide the spoil. Now, this refers to the Holy Temple's altar, which in Israel it lay in Benjamin's portion of the land. Now, it's talking about the holy temple's altar eating the sacrifice with, quote, tears both what is before him and what is behind him. Now, what does that mean that even though the altar's eating of the sacrifice begins with the daily morning tamid sacrifice and ends with the daily evening tamid sacrifice, nevertheless, we find that the altar tears what is before him with the pre-morning removal of the ashes and tears what is after him with the post-evening limbs and fats burn on the altar all night. Now that we understand what we just explained about the Mechilta, we now understand that what the Tzemach Tzedek is telling us is that the pre-morning removal of the ashes and the post-evening limbs and fats burn on the altar all night are in fact but of one object with the sanctity and honor of the altar itself.